Well, let's uh, go into the word today. I'm going to be reading from 2 Kings chapter 2. I read from that point earlier. You know, uh, the message is titled More Than a Measure. And this is the third in a series that I started preaching on Pentecost Sunday. I was talking about more than a measure. Say that with me, more than a measure. Again? Louder? <laughs> That's a summer louder. Okay, so more than a measure. And, and basically, what we're talking about here is that, um, you know, when the Holy Spirit is given to us, when you become a Christian, when you give your heart to Jesus, the Holy Spirit takes residence in you. That's what changes your DNA, spiritual DNA. We have a biological, natural DNA. But there's also a spiritual DNA that makes us become children of God. And that's why there's a difference. You begin to have these conversations. You begin to pray. Uh, worship be make, begins to make sense to you. When people become Christians, when people give their hearts to Jesus, they suddenly long for a gathering like this. They want to be among believers. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a pull because you're now part of the family. Uh, for those who do not, they don't want to. They, they, they're not interested. And or even if there's an interest, they, there has to be a conversion experience. That conversion experience comes through Jesus taking residence in our hearts through the Holy Spirit. And that's what we call the deposit. He is a deposit of God's, is a foretaste of what we will have when we get to heaven, that relationship with God. The, the, the Holy Spirit gets us born again and we come through the doors and come into the kingdom. And then the Holy Spirit begins to work in us to grow. This is what the scripture says to us. Peter writes, he says, grow in grace and in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. How do you grow in grace? You grow in grace. First, you need to understand that the, the Holy Spirit is also called the spirit of grace. So if we're going to grow in grace, it means we should also grow knowing more about the spirit of grace. When I was growing up as a Christian, we were taught that once the Holy Spirit comes into your heart, uh, you have the Holy Spirit, you are full of the Holy Spirit, and that's it. There's nothing more. But as I progressed in my spiritual journey, I had been baptized by immersion, I learned some more. And I didn't learn it from books. I, uh, books help, but I didn't learn. Uh, the, the raw information came from the scriptures. I encountered the Holy Spirit in a deeper way by going through the scriptures. And I began to ask myself, what is missing today? What do we, wh why is there a difference in, in a lot of places you go? People don't seem to have that because I asked for a deeper experience and I have had it ever since. And I can tell you that on Friday night, for example, I slept just like, you know, I was tired. I went to bed and I had a dream. Then on, uh, on, on, on Saturday, a pastor invited me to go out and golf. He had invited me on Friday and said, well, I'll be able to make it. And he said we should do the 18 holes at the Transcona uh, Golf Club. Now, if you know, 18 holes is about six miles. I didn't think when he told me. I just gladly wanted to play golf because I haven't golfed in a while. So I said, I would love to play. Let's go. He said, I've golfed three times already. So I went and we did the 18 holes. I was already done by the 10th hole. And... Uh, the next hole, he said, was 461 yards. I couldn't see the flag. Well, if you're used to, if you know anything about golf, you know, from the pot, from the uh, tee point, you can see, you know, if it's not that bad. But this is, you know, I, by the time we end, I was, I was so tired. And I'm like, whoa. But even then, I got back home. My toes were so, I don't know how to describe it. Even now, I feel my toes are so, you know, and 
I, everything was hurting and hurting and hurting. I'm like, well, I don't think I want to do this again. I think next time I'll do nine holes, then I'll go back to the clubhouse and rent a cart and do the rest of nine holes. But it was such good exercise. But then at the end of it, I'm saying all of this because my relationship with the Holy Spirit did not get affected by all of what had happened. I got back home. Are you following me? People say, yeah, yeah. I got back home and I put my head on the pillow when it was time to go to bed. After doing all that we did, we had family devotion. Then I went upstairs uh, later to, to go to bed and I slept. I had a dream and you can dream and the dream amounts to nothing. You can have dreams and it doesn't mean anything. Here I had two dreams over a couple of days that had a meaning and I could tell the Lord was trying to show me something. That is not unbiblical. Do you see what I'm trying to say? So the Friday, I had a dream. And in the dream, I, can I tell you what I had? Would you want to know? Okay, I, uh, you, yeah. yeah, it wasn't that I was sitting up a mango tree eating mangoes. So don't get too excited. But what happened was that I had this dream and I saw a stage with people worshiping. And I saw uh, Michael Shua. So be happy that I saw you in my dream. Where he was playing just like today and there were other people that I did not recognize and then I saw instruments that I have never seen in Joy Fountain people were playing the violin there was like two of them there was like three or four guitars there was a drum set I think a second drum set so why do you need to have two drum sets you know and I just noticed that the stage was full of people I hadn't seen that in a long time why would God be showing me that why would I have such an encounter what was he trying to say to me now get this get this this, these are things that some people are they're very uncomfortable with because they feel well, it, you know it. But here's the thing: if God were to show Joseph a dream and it came to pass, if God was to uh, uh, speak through that, why are we so afraid of that today? I think the problem is a lack of teaching in these areas. I think it's a lack of understanding. So I just use that as an example. But there are other things too that are evidence of the spirit in our life. Jesus said, he said that the comforter will come, right? And he will teach us and he will guide us into all truth. Now, if that's true, why aren't we asking and pursuing in Luke eleven thirteen, 13 it says if we being good, uh, evil know how to give good gifts to our children how won't the father give the Holy Spirit to those who are who ask him why would he say that so we do have the Holy Spirit because we're born again but then I talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and, and Amanda came up here and shared a very powerful testimony. She's not here today. And if you want that testimony, we're actually going to be putting it up on, on the website so that people can, can watch it and learn. And then we also have uh, the second testimony was from uh, Daniel, who's up there today. He came up the following week and shared how he had experienced um, the holy, the power of the Holy Spirit resurging in his life and helped him to do away with things that God didn't want in his life. On and on and on, we see the power of the Holy Spirit. So let's keep going. Um, in this story here, Elisha was following Elijah. They had traveled. Now, if you go to the first message and the second message, you'll see I've been talking about this. Uh, I talked about uh, in the, uh, the first uh, on Pentecost Sunday, we talked about how they came all. So I, I'm not going to spend time talking about all of that, but you can go and watch those messages so you can connect. But here they were at the Jordan and Elijah, Elijah asked him, what do you want? What do you want? He said, I want a double portion of the spirit that is upon you. I want a double portion of your spirit that is upon you. 
What is that double portion of the Spirit? In those days, they didn't have that understanding. They didn't have the understanding of the Holy Spirit as it happened in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost after Jesus went back to heaven. They were, you know, let, let's, let's go a little bit. In, 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 uh, just, just so you see, the Bible says here, Elisha replied, please let me inherit a double share of your spirit and, uh, and become your successor. Verse 10, he says, you have asked a difficult thing, Elijah replied. He had asked what? A difficult thing. So here's Elijah. Here's Elisha. Elisha says, I want, you are such a performer of miracles. Now I want twice of that power. Elijah, say, Elijah says, it's not something, it's not sold at Walmart, my friend. This is not, this is a difficult thing. If it was sold at Walmart, I'll point you to the nearest Walmart in, within, nearest, uh, 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 within your area code. But, or nearest to your area code. But this is not available. It's not at the grocery stores. So here's what I'm going to tell you. There's a condition. Because it's happened to me before. Elijah had been in this same situation. The Bible doesn't tell us his story. All we know, Elijah would say, the God before whom I stand. The God before whom I stand says there will be no rain. The God whom I stand before whom I stand says there will be rain. Elijah knew God to that, that personally. He had that experience. So he said, the condition by which you would have twice. Are you following me, guys? Is this blessing you? He says, the condition by which you would have what you have asked is to see me when I'm taken away from you. Whew. So they continued journeying together. Then suddenly the Bible says a chariot, a flaming chariot comes and divides the two of them. See, these are stories when you tell this, many people who are not church affiliated, they say, ah, oh, those are just fairy tales. But if you put this in a movie, it'll be a blockbuster. Do you see what I mean? People would love to watch it in a movie. That's why some of the biblical stories when they are movies, Passion of the Christ, look at how many people watch that. Look at how the gross, uh, the, the, uh, on, uh, what, what do you call that? Uh, the box office sales. It was amazing. You know, uh, 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 the Prince of Egypt. These are all biblically uh, uh, based movies, right? Bible-based movies. And, you know, sometimes the research is poorly done. Sometimes it's really well done. But the point I'm making is, this is an amazing story. It talks about the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament coming upon someone else. And Elisha says, if you see me. So here's the point. When I'm taken, I'm not the one to give. But the person to give is coming to get me. When he comes, however he comes, if you're able to see it, what you see will result in a transference of power into your life. Now, let me make it clear. Today, 2019, if we will do anything and accomplish anything for God that is beyond our capability, that is beyond our natural ability, there is a need for us to see and hear beyond the natural realms. If the church will become, if Joy Fountain will move from where we are to where God wants us to be, we will need to see beyond what? The natural realms. So let me give an example. One time we were in our house in 2010, we had only about 12 people meeting on a Sunday. Then another four people joined us. So the whole church was 16 people, including adults. Sorry, including children. And one day I was praying at home and I realized that I saw, I had seen that there was, I had this dream and there were people I didn't know. 
And we were at a place that I didn't recognize. So I knew it was time. And then I felt, I kept feeling this in my heart that God wanted to bring people. God wanted to bring people. And I would sleep and I see people that I don't know. So um, I said, all right. So I said to my wife, we need to do something. And to the few people there, I remember David then, I said, we need to look for a place. I didn't know where to find a place. And we didn't even have enough money to find a place. We didn't even have a charitable t- uh, number. So it, it, <laughs> I, I just knew that it was time. But I was scared because I didn't know how we're going to pay rent. To, so I talked talk to a friend of mine in the States. I said, Pastor Kwame, you all, many of you know him. I said, can you pray with us? This is what I'm feeling. So the Lord revealed something to my heart. I shared it with some of the people in church. Some of the people from the 16 people. <laughs> and then I knew that we were supposed to move. But I, I, could, I didn't know the rest. So what I did was I, I talked to my friend. And then he said, oh, the uh, Southern Baptists have the CNBC in Canada. And sometimes they have churches that will. That's how we found Tabor Baptist Church. And we went there and rented Tabor Baptist for two and a half years. In the two and a half years that we rented Tabor, what I saw in the dream that I had happened. From 16 people in two and a half years, we had 65 people on a Sunday in that place. But the place could only seat 90 people. So when we had 65 people, we said, wow, you know what? We need to move. So we moved to Miles McDonnell. Then when we got to Miles McDonnell, Collegiate, it grew again. I started seeing people the same way. And then we were getting, on a Sunday, we'll be like 100 plus, just like that. Then we said, well, you know, we need to move to a school where the theater is a little bit different. We don't have to set up chairs in the gym. So we came here. When we came here, we have not grown in numbers. But what I felt was every time I would pray, I would have a strong reference to messages like from the scripture. You know, the Bible says uh, about, uh, Isaiah talks about taking root downward and bearing fruit upward. What I'm trying to say here is that what you see, what God allows you to see, what God allows you to hear, and I'll prove that a little later, hearing and, 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 and there's, a, there's, yeah, but here they were not, they, they, they still would hear, they still would see. But it's different now that we're in the New Testament age. So what God will pull back for you, you see, it's not only pastors, it's not only ministers, it's not only those who lead. It is for every child of God. You can, you can place a demand on it, but God decides when to come through for you. But if you don't know about it because you've not been taught, then you don't. You see, what is taught is what is caught. If you don't teach it, people don't know it. If people are taught and people know it, then they can take advantage of it. Then I will not be blamed. I won't be responsible for not presenting the truth of the gospel to people. Because the gospel means much more than most people are enjoying today. There's a lot of people. None of you is here by accident. This message is deliberately designed and honed for you for this time, for this season. Our tomorrow is impossible without seeing. You've got to see tomorrow before tomorrow happens. And I'm going to prove it also with the world. Do you know that the people who designed the Mac computer, the iPhone, they saw it before they designed it. It's a principle of the spiritual and the the interface between the spiritual realm and the natural realm. It's what God has, it's a principle God has put in place. 
How much more for those of us who are believers to access this? God will reveal it. You will receive it. And then you will release it. Say with me, God will reveal it. I receive it. I release it. It's the same thing with how we went on radio as a church. The first time we had only $600. $600 won't pay for anything. It won't even pay a month. But I heard in my spirit and then I told a couple people. It's always good to share with people. So you're not, you don't, you're not hallucinating. <laughs> you know, they can test what you are hearing and compare scripture with scripture and help you. It's, this October will be eight years on CHVN. Eight years. Now we're not looking back. Sometimes it's tough. Sometimes it's like, God, did you ask us to do this? But somehow he comes through all the time. Comes through all the time. So he said, you have asked a difficult thing, but if you see me, let's, let's get a little bit more proof from the Bible, right? So if you go to Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 9, sorry, verse 11, God says to Jeremiah, what do you see? He said, I see an almond tree. God says, all right, because of that, what you see, I'll explain to you what will happen. He says, I am about to bring to pass what I have spoken to you. Jeremiah saw, God asked him, what did you see? He said, I see this. Now, you can't deny that experience or that encounter. Right after God says to him again, what do you see? He says, I see such and such and such. I see a pot of boiling water spilling from the north. Yes, the Lord said. For terror from the north will boil out on the people of this land. Do you see? Before God does something, he shows it to his prophet. He shows it. And, and you say, well, but pastor, I'm not a prophet. Who told you? Revelation chapter 1 verse 6 says he has made you a king and a priest. I'm not better than you. I'm not more. See, this is what has happened. I have an office and a responsibility to teach. Teaching helps people to learn knowledge, know things, so that they can become more effective for God. And so here it is. If your neighbor was going through something and God revealed it to you and you prayed for them or you walked over to them with a baked uh, basket of baked goods, you know, or you handed them a gift certificate and they looked at you and go, huh, how did you know? You know, oh yeah, well, you know, it opens up a point of conversation. Point of conversation. All right. So let's also go to the book of Acts chapter 2. You see what happened there, Acts chapter 2. It says, um, Acts chapter 2, on the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Let's read together. It's good to read the Bible together. Let's go, verse 2. Everybody, one to go. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like, stop there. What looked like what? How do you know what looked like? They saw. Flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. If we go back, it says, suddenly there was a sound from heaven, like the roaring of, they heard something. Sometimes you will hear, God will speak a word to your heart. A message like this, suddenly something will stick out, like a sword. It's like, whoa, that's for me. That, has that happened to anybody? It's like you just hear something and you go, that's mine. That's me right there. That's me right there. We need to have more of those, but if we don't know that we can have more of those, how would we get more of those? Our messages on Sunday, our preaching, our time together must become more electric. 
and when I use the word electric, I'm talking about the, <laughs> the electricity of the Holy Spirit. There, it, there should be life. People don't want to go to church if there's no life, if it's just a dead club. Who wants to be there? But if there's life in the singing, if there's life in the praying, if there's life in the sharing, if there's life in the handshakes, in the backpacks, in the, uh, you know, in, in the conversations, if there's life in those things, people are drawn. And that's why we need to pray for the Holy Spirit to refresh us from time to time. And the Bible says, then we go on, it says, uh, uh, the, the fire uh, uh, appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. You know, it is, see, we've been talking about more than a measure. The measure, if, if uh, Elisha asked for more, is because there's more to be given. But I know it, you would say, well, but it was for his service. Well, why didn't he stop at what Elijah had? And why didn't God just say, oh, sorry, we only give one measure here. That's just it. We're done. After one measure, we're done. He says, no, we can give you more. And let me tell you why many people have stopped with one measure. Many denominations have stopped with one measure. You see, human beings, when we start succeeding, you have the biggest denominations. I won't mention names. I did the other week. I'm done doing that. What happens with the denominational movements is at a point, there's saturation of knowledge. And we say, that we're done. This is how we do things. Our services must go like this. We must do it like this. We have to do it this way. Uh, we have to dress a certain way. And that's how. And we just, we may end up following a personality or a group of people or the group of elders or people who founded it. And then you find after a while, people begin to get tired of that. You know what people don't get tired of? The Holy Spirit. You know why? Because he is eternal in nature. He doesn't wear down. He will not die. He lives forever. When you are down, he's up. <laughs> when you're up, he's up. He never goes down. He neither slumbers nor, nor sleeps. He watches over you day and night. So uh, <laughs> there's a need for us. So let's go back to 2 Kings 2 and I'll close from there. In 2 Kings 2, I want to show you a group of people. Um, the, 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 the school of prophets who are in Jordan. They, um, the Bible says in verse 11... Uh, sorry, verse 7. 50 men from the group of prophets also went and watched from a distance as Elijah and Elisha stopped beside the Jordan River. They followed to go and see. These were 50 guys who were in a seminary, in a Bible college, learning how to become prophets. Today, many people are trapped by the knowledge they got from the seminary and the Bible colleges. And don't get me wrong, with all due respect, I'm taking a, a seminary course. I have taken one, it was quite difficult for me to, to, to really write those papers, but I enjoyed it because I learned a lot. But we can't stop there because God can give you an instruction that your learning may come against. God can give you an instruction that you say, oh, this is what I learned. If your seminary teaches you that it's better to stand like this when you're preaching, that if you move too much, you lose people, and you do that, meanwhile, you are, there's a fire burning in you, and you want to go like that, and you want to, you know I move a lot, right? I've tried, there was a time I wanted to just be like this, because I thought I'd be more effective. And I also tried to change my voice and just talk, and not raise my voice so I don't scare people. But 
I just found out it wasn't working. But as I just, I become myself and I just walk and sometimes I stop right in the middle and say something that I didn't plan. And somebody will come back and say, you know what you said in that message? Man, they had no idea that I did not plan it. <laughs> it just came at that point. And I released it. I received it. He revealed it. I re received it. And then I released it. And some people go away for years and that's what they remember. What was not in my sermon notes. Today, I don't even have a sermon note. Last couple of weeks, I haven't used a sermon note. Because I was led to just read from the scripture and walk with you that this way. So they stood. These guys were, they were seminary guys. Look at what they also did. They said to Elisha, we know that your servant, your, your master will be taken from you. They had the information. They had the knowledge. But there was no transformation. Neither did they pursue the transformation that the information brings. They were just satisfied to be on the side of the Jordan. When God wanted them to go on this side of the Jordan to receive power and come back, only one person followed to get more than a measure. These guys were okay with the measure. Who wants more than a measure here this morning? These guys were okay with the measure that they had. It was for them, it was just good enough. We have a measure. In our churches, we have a measure. We have kids' ministry. We have youth ministry and we do certain things. That's it. If God is even saying, hey, 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 how about? We say, well, no, no, this is how we do it. What if the only way to get more than a measure is to be more open to what God is telling us? Because he wants to use you more. God wants to go past your shyness. God wants to go past your, your, your fear. And the only way is to fill you with the Holy Spirit. There's more than a measure. And if you've been filled with the Holy Spirit, if you had that experience, do you know that there's always more? See, because the measure keeps coming. He says, ask and you will receive that your joy will be full. Elisha asked, he said, I want a double portion of your spirit to be upon me. Today, what are you asking for? Do you know it is of more value to ask for spiritual things than to ask for physical things, material things. They're important, but they don't last. How about we ask for spiritual things? He says other things. You know, Solomon said, give me wisdom. God said, oh, really? Wisdom is all you want? Because you've asked for wisdom, I'm going to give you much more than wisdom. Friends, today, if you ask for the gift of the Holy Spirit, you have way more than you can ever imagine. You will reach way more than you can ever imagine. Ideas will begin to form in your spirit of how God wants to use you. He will show you opportunities. You will pray for people and they will be blessed. They will be healed. They will be delivered. Things would happen that will amaze you. We've had amazing testimonies even here in our ministry. Things that God has done. And we've prayed for certain things that have not happened. And it's fine. We keep moving. Amen. Because he's the one who de designs, de de declares, de determines. We have to ask. We have to be bold to take a step of faith and then leave the results with him. Do you, are you all in agreement? You can. You can. God is not a vending machine. You can't force his hand. May the Lord bless us today. Have you been blessed? 
and the children have been amazingly well behaved. You are wonderful. You know, painting all those uh, cards, you, I mean, uh, uh, sheets you have been given before you came in. We just want to thank God for every child here today. And uh, next week, there'll be Eagle's Nest. And I believe uh, the week after, there'll be youth. That's Joseph generation in the, in the room there. But I thank God that they can all sit together and learn. And I want you to know, when children are in a, uh, in a place like this, you think they're not learning anything. You know? Huh? You'd be surprised what has gone into their spirit. They don't understand our language, but their spirit is not young. A child's spirit is the same as an adult spirit. But the thing is, they're limited by their brain, their body size, and all that. Children, God speaks to them. In fact, this, the Bible says in the book of Psalms that, that uh, our children are like uh, arrows in a quiver. May we know how to use our children in the place of prayer in Jesus' name. Let's bow our heads together in prayer today. Hmm. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for everyone here who has heard your word by the sound of my voice. Father, I am just a vessel. I have shared your message regarding the Holy Spirit in the last couple of weeks. And I know some are thirsting for more. Some desire to know. They just want to have an understanding. Lord, there is a measure. You are the God who measures out. You say you give your spirit according to your will. You distribute. That's a measure. You give some insight, wisdom, word of knowledge. You distribute your gifts. Father, many of us feel dry sometimes. We don't even know how, what next to do. We have faith in you. We believe in you. But then we're stuck. We want to go beyond just believing. We want to go further. Help us that our belief will be crystallized in action. I pray, God, that uh, as people ask and request and desire, that they will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the endowment of power from on high so that they can go to do much more than they ever imagined. Thank you for your word today. We give you praise. We give you glory in Jesus' name.